and welcome to She Thinks, a podcast where you're allowed to think for yourself. I'm your host, Beverly Hallberg, and on today's episode, the Bass Sisters join us to discuss the Black vote. We're going to dissect part of Joe Biden's campaign strategy, which is focused on keeping Black Americans voting Democratic and whether or not his message is resonating. We're also going to tap into their entrepreneurial spirit, learning the tactical business lessons that have helped them beat recessions, depressions, and global pandemics. As we bring them on a little bit more about the Bass Sisters, Dee Dee Bass Wilbon and Dina Bass Williams are founders and partners of Bass Public Affairs. They are sought after public speakers and have shared their opinions on a wide range of political issues on national and international media outlets. They are the authors of the book Prayer and Pound Cake, and they co-host a weekly podcast called Policy and Pound Cake. The Bass Sisters, it's great to have you on the program today. We appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. So my first question, I really want to know about the significance of pound cake. It's in the name of your book. It's the name of your podcast, especially as so many people are starting New Year's resolutions. What do we need to know about pound cake? Well, let's see. Pound cake. Our mother makes an amazing pound cake. The best pound cake. The best pound cake. And neither neither of us know the recipe to the pound cake. Only my 16-year-old daughter and our mom knows the recipe to the pound cake. How did your daughter get the recipe? <laughs> she stays close to her nana. She's she's right with her nana during the during the making of the pound cake in the in the kitchen. But um, we have the best conversations around pound cake and our mother's kitchen table, and it's been for a very long time. And right. so we thought that it was just it made sense to add pound cake to it because when you talk we talk policy and everything, we love to have a nice slice of mama's homemade pound cake. Now, does she ever do any flavored pound cakes or is it just butter, butter flavor? Just, um, we don't even know what's in the pound cake. We definitely believe that there's a lot of butter right. and a lot but of butter. She, and she yeah. does do a caramel glaze, um, yeah. but most of the time it is truly just the pound cake and, and it, it is heavenly. And it does. I do love pound cake, by the way. Um, It does bring up a a really good point, though, and that is the importance of conversations that do happen around the kitchen table, that happen in the kitchen when people are breaking bread together and eating together. I know that you have a public affairs firm. You focus on communication. We're in an era right now where there seems to be a lot of lack of civility and how we converse with each other. How do you think we can get back to talking with each other instead of talking at each other? Hmm. Well, you know, first of all, we do believe that it's important to have like everything about the foundation of our public affairs firm is based on civil discourse in the public square. We also believe in celebrating diverse thoughts. We Mm -hmm. are, you know, I, I think that most people who talk to us will understand that we are very opinionated, but we celebrate opinions. And so one of the things that, um, concerns us is this, um, uh, march towards uh, um, eliminating free speech, eliminating civil discourse. And um, and so we are um, leaning in, planting our feet, making sure that we are talking to, like we don't believe in living in an echo chamber, but we also um, believe that when we leave our echo chamber, we should have civil discourse. And so that is, you know, our motto is attack policy, not people. Didi wears the t-shirt. Um, we believe that you know free markets, free people. We're we're definitely free market um, uh, entrepreneurs. But today we are just terrified, quite frankly, by um, what we see as a suppression of free speech. And it, you know, we are conservatives, and we do see it 
coming from the left on voices on the right. And so mm-hmm. um, we have created a platform, BPA Livewire, because we want to celebrate diverse thoughts in the public square, particularly in the African-American community. And Dina and I, even though we agree on practically everything, <laughs> we do disagree. And like she was saying, we welcome the different opinions because we want to hear. That's the only way that we can learn and we can go as individuals and as a people and as a nation. So we have to hear what other people are saying. And and uh, let me just say this really quickly. One of the things that has shocked us over the last four or five years, the number of people who have, people who we love, people who have known us from you know childhood, who mm-hmm. have unfriended us, blocked our phone numbers, um, canceled us because of our opinions, particularly because of the way we've been voting, but we have been involved in politics since you know, Didi's older since she was 12 and mm-hmm. I was 11. Exactly. And so we worked on our first campaign, 1985. Elected we, the first black woman um, to city council in Columbus, Georgia, Rose Strong. She happened to be a Republican. She happened to be a Republican. But Dean and I, the thing is, we, even though we have been unfriended and like she said, canceled, those opinions of those individuals, we still love them. We still celebrate them and whatever they do. And because we know that just because we're different, it doesn't, we don't have to not like people because we disagree on something. And our opinions are made sharper. We are made smarter. We are, we are better human beings when we are in conversation with people who disagree with us. Exactly. So this tendency to only want to hear from people who agree with every single thing that you Every single one of your opinions is obnoxious to us. Dr. Carson, um, who we is a friend, he's a mentor, a friend. We love him. We work for him. Um, um, he says that if two people have the same opinion, then one of the, one of us is not necessary. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we firmly believe that. So. Exactly. And so how did you get involved in politics? How did you figure out you were free market conservatives? What was that process like for you? Well, like Dina said, we started when I was 12 and she was 11. I'm the oldest by a year and six months. But our mother was invited to a meeting. And Dina and I, we have been working in politics since then. And we are in Columbus, Georgia, doing lit drops, phone calls after leaving um, after high school. I mean, after school, we would go and work in the Rose Strong campaign. And it's always been something our mother always wanted us to hear and understand what was going on, not only in our school and in our church, but in the community that we lived in. And that was very, very important to her. And it still is today. Yeah. And, and so we've been conservatives all of our life. We we right. have been conservatives. My mom, you know, our mom was invited to a, um, a Republican meeting. And so because of that one thing, you know, but we but but we are conservatives. We are people of faith that um, mm-hmm. we you know, we are Christians and we're comfortable saying that we want all people of faith to be able to say openly that they have a faith or that they have no faith. But today it is very uncomfortable for people to say that they're Christians. Um, we have been shocked by the um, the anti-Semitism that is just growing and growing. And um, we don't understand. We it. don't understand it. And we we strongly advocate for our Jewish friends to be able to celebrate their faith because we have, we will celebrate ours. Absolutely. So like wherever we are, so I mean, we, we fight for everyone to have the freedom to celebrate their faith. Cause you are not the one thing you're not going to do. Right. Is tell us that we can't <laughs> celebrate ours. So. 
And and of course, when people think about women, often they think you must be liberal if you're a female. And then when you think about a black female, you have to be liberal. Are people typically shocked when you talk about your political alignment, your free market mentality? And what do you say to people if they have an issue with it? People are shocked. <laughs> they but are. When, but this is the thing, Beverly. When we break it down, when you and this is why conversations are yes, so important. Exactly. When we break down, and when we break down the like our belief that that we should be compensated fairly for our labor, mm-hmm. that we like that, uh, that an idea that's born here and taken to market. That we should be compensated for. That's what, you know, that is the bottom line of, of free markets. And, and when we talk to people in that way, when we talk about people think that that a tax break means that you're getting money back. No, it was my money in the first place. Right. So, <laughs> you know? so, so when we talk to people about, no, this is my money in the first place. And, a, and like a tax cut, it's not a tax cut. It's, it is my, it, it's started off, it started off my money. Right. You know, and she's right. When we actually have a conversation with people and they listen and we're talking to them and they're looking at us and they're like, oh, it's like a light goes off. I get it. And when we talk about like the the definition of woman, like basic issues like that, this is one of the reasons why we love Independent Women's Forum. The work that you're doing on protecting women, Title IX, girls in sports. I mean, we will follow you guys anywhere on these issues because you are you are credible, you're strong, you're clear. And it's like Dina said, it's common sense to be honest. I have a 16 year old daughter who plays lacrosse and she is just amazing. amazing. She is like on fire and she is such a great lacrosse player. And the idea that her playing lacrosse could be compromised by having someone who just identifies as a girl completely terrifies me and it also terrifies her and she understands it. And so that's, you know, those types of things like that are so vastly important to us and to our family. And so this is a hodgepodge, but this is, but these are the common sense conversations that we take place over pound cake. And, um, and we believe (laughs) as you started off this, um, this podcast, we believe in civil discourse and having having just real conversations with people, and when you have real conversations with people about these very issues—the cost of eggs, the cost of butter, um, gas—these <laughs> these issues, the solutions tend to be conservative solutions, right. and we're comfortable saying that. Well, IWF loves the support that people give to us, but also when fellow women love to speak out. So we know you're a strong voices and we appreciate what you do. One of the mottos at IWF is all issues are women's issues. I'm going to add to that. All issues are Black American issues. Like you were just talking about the cost of butter and eggs and things related to even um, men being able to compete with women. These are common Mm -hmm. sense things that people really care about. And so the question I have for you is we look at some of the polling. The polling is showing that fewer and fewer Democrats are wanting to vote for Joe Biden. What do you make of the Black vote, maybe going to Trump, maybe going to an independent? What do you think is happening? Well, well, you know what? We, we've been looking at the polls as well. And, and, and quite frankly, Joe Biden has been sinking. Um, he has. Uh, uh, Vice President Harris has also been sinking. And it is because, first of all, 
they have a playbook that they go to and mm -hmm. it's every everybody's anyone who doesn't agree with them is a racist and um and they see white supremacy as the greatest threat um in modern history um they see it as the greatest threat to um on this very day we don't see that and i think most black americans do not see that right and and actually and when you look at the numbers the numbers everyone always say the numbers never lie but you know but the numbers are really really quite clear when you look at the numbers um economist yougov poll it states that donald trump is viewed by black voters at a 19 percent favorable rating that is that's huge that's huge and so like night if 19 percent of black americans are and not you know Donald Trump may not be the nominee, but he's certainly the presumptive nominee at this point. But if 19% of Black Americans are see this candidate who is being pummeled by the left as favorable, that mm -hmm. is the Democrats are in deep trouble. Democrats have built their entire platform on the Black vote. Right. If they do not get 90 upward of 90 percent of the black vote and 98 percent of black women exactly it's game over totally but, and they, that's why but they only have they only have one play and that is racism 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 and you know go google joe joe president joe, joe biden's biden. racial gaffes right so they need to clean up their own issues but if but when you go to regular mom and dads and i'm a paint professional aunt no kids but when you go to regular mom and dads they're they're not worried about racism as much as they're no. worried about we're worried about keeping our kids safe we're worried about the border we want to make sure that our children our daughters are safe we want to make sure that we can pay for eggs and gas and milk and not break the bank in doing so regular people are real i mean we were in the grocery store this holiday season with my mom and I'm, I'm not a big shopper or, or I don't know the chicken, we were, the chicken, the eggs, I had the chicken like, was absolutely it was crazy. insane. And we, and, and we are not like, we're not struggling, but we think about families who are right. living really difficult day day. lives. And I'm not even kidding. Like the cost of butter gave me whiplash. It was <laughs> like, it's, it's insane. It is insane. Pound cake is really expensive to make right shop. now. Right. Pound cake costs a lot. Pound, pound cake costs a lot. And regular working class Americans, you ask why, what are black Americans concerned about? The same thing that all Americans are concerned right. about. Right. They want to pretend that, that everything's better. The, the, you know, um, the economy is picking up. I, I don't I don't feel it. Most people do not feel it. So this is what this is why there's a separation between the, these poll numbers are are disturbing for Democrats. And when you talk about other things, if you're talking about like um, illegal immigration, 35 percent of blacks are truly are very concerned about that migration of immigrants coming across the border and not keeping the border safe. Mm -hmm. And that's very, very important. And that's just not black voters. That's all voters are concerned, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I definitely think Democrats are concerned because Barack Obama, there was that report that he got very animated with the, the Biden team saying that they needed to do more and be more savvy in this campaign. I do think it's interesting that what Joe Biden is focused on so far since he has announced his candidacy to, to run again is he has talked about Donald Trump. He's talked about January 6th, and then he has talked about racial issues. 
he thinks he might win on all these issues. I know with a lot of Democrats going against Donald Trump probably is a winning message with black Americans focusing on the Civil War, focusing on slavery, focusing on um, whether or not this country is systemically racist. How does that compute with a lot of Black Americans, especially when you're talking about they're dealing with everyday issues, just trying to afford the food that they put on their table? They're exhausted about hearing it. I honestly think so. I mean, when you talk to parents mm -hmm. like moms like me, like you know, saying in Panks and just regular everyday Black Americans, we're exhausted. It, it, it happened and, and those things were awful, but we are really looking ahead, right? Right. We're, 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 ahead. we're looking ahead to make things better and constantly bringing and talking about that is really getting to be very, very exhausting. And there's, the, you know, like the black intelligentsia that may want to stick with that message, but the, but the rank and file black Americans do not. Do not um, at all. And and do we care about voting rights? Absolutely. But um, but the idea that voting is at a dangerous level the way it was during the civil rights movement, that's not true. true and not we know all. it's not true. We know it's not true because we see the number of African-American voters, black voters, young mm -hmm. black voters, the increase in numbers, the, the access, the um, the different ways that you can vote, you know, early voting, voting by like there are so this, the idea, so they use that suppression of the vote. And the they, right, I was going to say the suppression of the vote. They're trying to say that in regards to um, now that you have to show an ID to vote, we're okay with showing. Seventy percent of Black Americans are okay. They believe showing an ID, ID that you have ID. to vote. They're like that. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. What Black Americans, like most Americans, are not comfortable with is this idea that people who are not citizens would have the right to, to vote, vote in our elections. Exactly. So this, so there, you know, there's a, um, a, a playbook. They use it all the time, but it is being exposed. Look at, um, uh, look at the, look at the polls. They are, they are in danger. Mm -hmm. They're, they know that they're um, treading, they're not even treading water. They're sinking. They're sinking fast. And, and, but the but the reality is is that if they do anything other than this playbook, then they will have to turn to the results. Their and there record. aren't any. There and, and they're it's, not. It's not there. It's not there. So therefore, they have to hold on to those three things and continue to play them over and over and over and over again. Because, like Gina said, if they don't, then you then don't you have, have to have look at the cost of eggs right. and the cost of gas. Right. And, and well, I, I think eggs. it's. I think it's telling that the incumbent president isn't focusing on his record the past three years. He's not talking because, about the economy. He's just talking about Donald Trump in January 6th and, and racial issues in the country. And he, That's what he's he knows that he on. doesn't have a record to stand on. Exactly. And, that, and his entire team knows that. And therefore, every speech that you hear, I've been in the car today and yesterday. And the same thing that I hear on the radio is Biden talking about Donald Trump in January 6th. And that's it. Mm hmm. Well, I also want to transition to the fact that you are very entrepreneurial. You have your own business. Um, we love business of female business owners here at IWF. And you have a really interesting book. It's called Prayer and Pound Cake, which I mentioned in the, the introduction. And it shares tactical tactical business lessons that have helped you all beat recessions, depressions, global pandemics. What are some of the most important lessons learned that can help fellow entrepreneurs out there who have had to go through so many challenges, especially during the era of COVID and the expense of running a business today? 
I would say um, the book was so much fun to write, first of all, and we really enjoyed doing it and looking forward to doing doing some more. But I do, I think that for Dina and I, in terms of our business, making sure that we st- that we are so focused on our goal of how we want to achieve everything that we do. Right. And so, and our goal, like we have a very clear, in the when we, we always say, when we started this business, we are a public affairs firm and we mm-hmm. would take any client that any would, client. that was legal and that would pay that us was, that because was we legal. were, we were afraid of losing business. But when we began to actually hone and focus our business, as Didi said, our goal, like understanding what our true mission is, staying in our lane and understanding that our lane mm-hmm. is a super highway Staying in our lane was the most important thing and also knowing our value. Right. And that's very mm. important, for, especially for women in business, because you want to make sure that you know exactly who you are and what your time is worth and, and what you have to offer to your clients. And if you know your value, then no matter what, no one can, what we say, nickel and dime you <laughs> down your prices or whatever, because you know exactly the type of work that you are that you're able to produce for your clients. And there's one particular and story in the book. Don't give them. No, you can't give that I story. You got to Just one you story. To get the story. One but, story. <laughs> well, let me ask you that. One of the things that we um, like this book is a book that is that has strategy, but it also has prayer. And I right. know that it's that again is that for us, it is like right. our business is successful um, for a number of reasons, but we really do believe that f- we're we're passionate about family-owned businesses, but we're also passionate, passionate about about prayer. about prayer. And so we're, we don't use it as a genie lamp. And I know that this is a policy conversation, but for us, mm-hmm. the policy is um, you can't we can't you know, live we without can't, prayer. That's you know, our policy. Separate it. So you and, know, and um, and that's again why for us as a business, like our business, the foundation of it is really um, freedom of expression, freedom of like, for us to be able to go into the marketplace, mm-hmm. like and well, be who we, we are. We say that we don't, sell, we don't sell widgets, we sell ideas, but for us to be able to go into the marketplace and, and champion ideas, mm-hmm. that is because of, of a country that celebrates people of all different Never. faiths. We exactly. really believe that, that that religious liberties and freedom of expression is the is the is it's, the hill that we'll die on. It's the, it's the found, it is the very foundation of our business. So I really want to pick up on something that you said in that answer, and that was talking about women need to know their value. Why do women struggle with this more than men? I realize that's a broad generalization, but I, I think it's true. I don't have a stat to back it up. Why do women struggle with this? Oh, gosh. I wish we knew. I wish we knew. We have a mom. Our mom is so strong. She is, um, she's so encouraging. She's so supportive. She is our biggest cheerleader. She's also a praying woman. And again, that is just part of who who we we are. are. And we believe that because of our mother's prayers, since before we were born, Dean and I were who we are and we're we're where we are because of it. Um, But as far as women, women... you know, Didi and I always laugh in the in the last four, five years, we've actually been we've worked with probably two, three or four men who actually believe that they should run for president of yes. the United States. 
of America. And these, they are, have, these are highly accomplished men, but they firmly believe that they should run for president of the United States. But we also have to mention that, uh, that these three men, neither of these men, none, have of ever, none of these men have ever worked in politics mm -hmm. at all, period. Mm -hmm. But they just believe because they have a, they're born with a confidence that is, um, that we don't understand. Sand. But, um, yeah. And men and women are different, which is a good thing. God made us different, different, so that's exactly. that's good. But I also think God wants us to be confident as well, and yes. so I, I think that's an important yeah, part. But I, I think it's it. it's when I when I coach women and men, I see a huge difference about even women um, being confident in media interviews that I prepare them for. They struggle a lot more with that confidence. So mm -hmm. I, I just think it touches on a, a really important part and. Before we go, I do have one final question. This is a question for Dina. I couldn't leave this conversation without mentioning that you won a hula hoop contest in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina in 1995. I found that out looking at your bio. How many um, hula hoop uh, circles, how do you say the amount of times it goes around, did you do to win that contest? You know, it was, I don't know how many times around, but it was for about 45 minutes. So it was a long time, but that is not the, like I have hula hooped for two hours before. So that is my record two hours. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a little old thing, you know. <laughs> How does one get into hula hooping like you do? It's impressive. You know, actually, we, I don't know we, how you, I don't been hula hooping since you were like, I don't in know. every office that I've ever had, she would always, always take a hula hoop with her. I mean, and just, you can't be sad when you're hula hooping. No, so it's, it's very just a, true. You know, and yeah, it's just a way to to, to bring joy. Well, they say when you when you're moving, you think better. Your brain works better. So that's just I when you do your most creative that. thinking. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That is so true. Well, I want to I thank you for both. about five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us and also just for being strong women, standing up for the values and the policy issues that you care about. We so appreciate that at IWF. Dee Dee Bass Wilbon and Dina Bass Williams of Bass Public Affairs. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank, thank you. you so much. And thank you all for joining us once again. IWF does want you to know that we rely on the generosity of supporters like you. An investment in IWF fuels our efforts to enhance freedom, opportunity, and well-being for all Americans. So please consider making a small donation to IWF by visiting iwf.org backslash donate. That is iwf.org backslash donate. Last, if you enjoyed this episode of She Thinks, do leave us a rating or a review. It does help. And we love it if you shared this episode so your friends can know where they can find more She Thinks. From all of us here at IWF. Thanks for watching.